0: What's up everybody, welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series, DJ Bucky here, and this is our Super Bowl preview show.
2: Uh, big time show, big time game, I'm excited to get it started.
0: Yeah, we have a lot coming your way, going to take a deep dive into the f- matchup between the Eagles and the Patriots, Super Bowl title on the line, but before we get to that, Buck, I want to let the folks at home know, NFL.com slash MTS video is your home for all the Move the Sticks video content. We've got a new mock draft up, which is a, what do we call this, a cover two mock
2: Cover draft? two, Noah's Ark,
0: two Two. Yeah, two by two. It's a little different way of doing it, but I think you'll enjoy that. Check that out, nfl.com slash video. You can also check that out on NFL Now. Uh, what's coming up on this episode, Buck? Give the, give the folks a little preview. Well, come
2: on, man. What can be a big game without a tail of the tape? We're going to talk about our X factors, and then we will get into the predictions.
0: Yeah, some predictions on a lot of different factors uh, in this contest. Let's jump in, though, with the tail of the tape. And to me, it's kind of separated into two things. You got the undercard, and then you got the main event. For me, the undercard is going to be this Philadelphia Eagles offense. Squaring off against the Patriots' defense. We're going to spend a little more time talking on the other matchup, but this one, when you look at it side by side, what jumps out to you, Buck, about this Eagles' offense against this Pats' defense? The Eagles'
2: offense is explosive. They specialize in really making big plays. They do a great job of putting the ball in the paint. And so, if you're in offense and you're looking at the way the Patriots' defense is constructed, they allow you to go from 20 to 20, but can you punch the ball in the red zone? You see the Pats' defense, fifth in scoring defense, the Eagles, a third. Ultimately, Whoever wins in the red zone is going to be the team that walks away with a trophy.
0: I also look third downs, the Eagles offense eighth, the Patriots defense 21st. Now, you mentioned that. A lot of that's between the 20s, and they buckle down when you get down in the red zone, that fourth red zone defense against the Eagles, number one red zone offense. Yep. That'll be fun to watch there. All right, let's flip it over now. This is the main event. This is why I think everybody's looking forward to watching this contest. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles defense charged with trying to stop Tom Brady Rob Gronkowski, who, let's be honest, will be playing in this game. Yep. And that prolific Patriots offense. So what jumps out at you, at you when you look at that board?
2: I mean, obviously it's the Patriots' number one ranked offense. They put do a great job moving ball up and down the field. They score. They don't settle for threes. They get sevens. The passing offense, Tom Brady, they are more than willing to put it in his hands and allow him to do work. And when you look at the Eagles, number one ranked rush defense, this is a game that tells me that the Patriots are going through it 50-plus times, and they're going to see if the Eagles can cover it.
0: How about when you look at turnovers, the Patriots' second best when you look at their offense and, and fewest turnovers. Then you look at the Eagles' defense. They're the fourth best at generating turnovers. So yep. protecting the football and trying to take it away will be huge in this one. That's going to be the main event watching that defense of the Eagles try and slow down Tom Brady and that offense. But when we look at the Eagles' offense, obviously no Carson Wentz. He's gone, but Nick Foles – has been more than adequate when he's filled in for him, Buck, and got them on a little bit of a run, which got me thinking. 2013, the big year for Nick Foles. What was it, 27 touchdowns, two picks? Two picks, yes. Chip Kelly's first year there. So I said this week, let me jump back into some 2013 tape and Uh see if I can see some things that carry over and what we're seeing from this version of Nick Foles in 2017. This is all going to be from that Raiders game where he had all those touchdown passes. Start with a three-by-one formation here. Nick Foles knows he's got a one-on-one at the top. Going to hold the middle safety with his eyes to keep him from helping And then take advantage of your one-on-one matchup. Give him a chance. Riley Cooper goes and makes a play. So you saw the eyes and the touch there. Now you're going to see him being able to read and dissect this defense. Got some post-snap movement here from the safeties. Little run action. Still see a lot of that right now. Now he's going to be able to use his eyes again. Hold the safety. Saw that whole player. Took away what he had underneath, and now he knows he's got a big shot over the top. By the way, this might be Riley Cooper's only good game of his career.
2: Uh, this is game. Yeah, hit this him with a game. post
0: over the top. And now you're going to see the pocket movement, which is something we've definitely seen carry over into his recent run. Look, get a little inside pressure, climb up, keep your eyes up, keep the play alive. And be able to get a nice completion there to Deshaun Jackson. You saw him against the Minnesota Vikings on several occasions, be able to maneuver inside a, a kind of a muddy pocket mm-hmm. and be able to capitalize here down the field. To Alshon, Jeffrey did it several other times in that game as well. So, to me, I look at the eyes, I look at the touch, and I look at the pocket movement. Things we saw in the 2013 version of Nick Foles, man, we are seeing again here in 2017 as you look at the numbers.
2: Yeah, I think the big thing when you look at Nick Foles and what he has been able to accomplish, I don't think it's any coincidence that Doug Peterson went back during the bye week and he went to the film and he said, you know what, I'm going to go into a lot of the stuff that he did in 2013. I'm going to put him back in his comfort zone. He has been outstanding in the postseason since they did that. Coming into this Super Bowl, they need him to play at a high level. Do they need him to necessarily carry the team like he did in the championship game? Maybe not, but I do believe they need him to play at a high rate. The one thing that isn't told on that, his RPO game. What the Eagles have been able to do with the run pass option is really put him in a comfort zone. If they continue to have a lot of success With that, and the Patriots have struggled against that aspect, it could help Nick Foles get into a groove, could allow them to attack later in the game.
0: One other thing I want to point out there from 2013 to 2017, the biggest change from Nick Foles – Apparently, he had a good barber. He yes. got a much better haircut in 2017 I mean, than he had in You get a little older, a little more mature. Go yeah, to, you know, a little bit of the flop going, a little bit yeah. of the floppy haircut you Go away right from
2: SuperCuts to go into a real salon.
0: Yeah, he tightened that up. It looks good there. Looking good there, Foles. All right, let's get to the X Factors in this game. Uh, a couple different uh, things we want to hit through here. Let's go with the Eagles offense X Factor. I'll lead us off. How about Corey Clement, the forgotten running back for the Philadelphia Eagles? We spend so much time talking about Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi, We forget. I believe, we've been talking about this all year, we think he's the most talented running back they have. He's got more juice. He's got more burst. I think getting to the edges in this game, especially some of those RPOs, getting to the perimeter against this Patriots defense, I think that's where you can get him. and I think Corey Clement will be a big part of that.
2: This team averages over 130 rushing yards per game, second in the National Football third in the National Football League. To do a great job of using a trio of backs to get it done. He can be the X-Factor, because you're going to think about, we got to stop Gary Blunt. We have to get after J.J. Corey Clement could come in and be the change of pace guy that changes it.
0: Also, the screen game. He's been excellent in the screen game, catching the ball out of the backfield. All right, who do you say is the X-Factor for the Eagles? I'm saying Alshon
2: Jeffrey, the big-bodied receiver, has been a huge X-Factor because Nick Foles is very, very comfortable and confident throwing balls his way. Also, the size factor. He'll probably face Stephon Gilmore. Still will tower over him. Some of those 50-50 balls that he has been able to come down, look for him to put his imprint on this game, I think he could have a big game against the Patriots.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. He needs to come through big if the Eagles are going to get this done. Uh, When I go to the Patriots and their defense the X-Factor, I I go to Flowers. I think when you look at their team and you look at who you've got to defend against, and we talk about McCourty at the top of this defense, uh, but Flowers coming off the edge, that's the one you have to account for as a pure pass rusher. He's their best guy. So to me, he's the big-time X-Factor in this game. Get to Nick Foles. Nick Foles can get a little bit loose with the ball, too. If you get home, maybe punch one out. could be a big turnover in this ballgame. He's the X factor for the Patriots defense.
2: You know, I believe there's someone on that D-line uh, along that front that is going to be an X factor. But I'm going to go with the old guy, James Harrison. Oh. I'm going to say the New England Patriots are
0: kind of like the
2: old Boston Celtics. They can squeeze just a little bit of juice <laughs> out of the orange right before you discard it. James Harrison, we've seen him step up. He had is he their Bill Walton? And the like, yeah, he's their old guy. He's the tile-waving guy, ML Car, whoever you want to call him. He is that guy that comes in. Look. He's almost 40 years old. You're giving him an opportunity to play on a big stage. He was disgruntled with his time at Pittsburgh. Now he gets an opportunity to kind of stick it to him. I believe James Harrison could come up big. A sack or two for James Harrison.
0: All right, we get to the Patriots' offensive X factor. I cheated. I didn't just do one. I'm going to go with their interior offensive line, center and both guards, because – We've seen this Eagles defense when they get rolling, a lot of it is because you got Fletcher Cox, Timmy Jernigan inside, generating a ton of pressure. They can also you'll see them loop some guys. You'll you'll see Brandon Graham come looping around when they run some stunts. So this interior three has got to hold up. You look at the two Super Bowls they lost against the Giants. A big part of that was them get whooped inside. Remember Justin Tuck kicking inside, yep. getting after Logan Mankins and company that's going to be big for the Eagles' defense. And so when I look at the Patriots' offense, that interior three, not only be able to be firm, but you got to communicate, make sure you don't have any free run-throughs.
2: Oh, you can't have any free run-throughs. And this is where the game could be won or lost for the Patriots and the Eagles. Fletcher Cox is a guy that can't be blocked by them. I know we're going to try and spread them out and try and tear them down, wear them down by being an up-tempo team, but if they can't block him, it's going to be tough. Uh, I, I think he's a huge X Factor. But I'm going to go in the backfield and say the, the backfield guy that I'm saying is an X Factor is Deion Lewis, the running back. I believe this running back by committee, any of these guys could emerge as the X Factor. I'm going with Deion Lewis because he is so versatile and impactful for them, not only as a runner, but as a receiver. His ability to get to the edges, make plays on the perimeter, sets him apart from the other guys in the group, but also he can catch the ball out the backfield, one of the reasons why I'm really excited about his prospects of having a big game in the Super Bowl.
0: All right, take me inside the tape here, Buck, when you look at Deion Lewis and this collection of running backs. What jumps out to you when you study him?
2: The versatility and the way that they really exploit mismatches on the second level. Few teams have linebackers that can match up, and they do it with a lot of eye candy and window dressing. Here we see him in a dot position, a little fake reverse to Brandon Cooks. Everyone is aware of they Brandon Cooks' cheese. fees. So what they're going to do is everyone's going to flow. Got the fake handoff. Screen game. You have to hate Deion Lewis with a couple of blockers in front. Ends up being a big play. But this is what the Patriots really do. A lot of empty formation to start. See what you're in. We got man coverage. Oh, a little shovel pass around the corner. Linebacker's too far behind. He beats him around the corner. The creativity from the New England Patriots combined with the versatility of their running backs. It's going to be problematic for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you play man, they know it. you play zone. They exploit it. Tough matchup for this defense and this defense coordinator, Jim Schwartz.
0: They're going to stretch you out, no question. All right, let's get over to the Eagles and their defense. X-Factor for me, uh, when you look at the Patriots, I always look at who's going to have to match up with 87. And to me, I look at Malcolm Jenkins, who I think – We talked about Jalen Ramsey maybe getting an opportunity last week. I think Malcolm Jenkins, you can make a case he's the best-equipped player in the league to be able to deal with Gronk. He's a former corner coming out of Ohio State, played some corner early in his career. He can play the nickel. uh, And he's got the strength to be able to force against the run. The problem is a lot of times you put a secondary player over Gronk, He's going he's gonna to whoop on them in the run game. They're going to say, okay, you want to put a secondary player, we're just going to run the football. Malcolm Jenkins can hold up against the run, though. So his versatility, I think, is huge in this matchup. To try and take away 87, but also be a forced player in the alley against the run. Uh, I think he's got to have a big game.
2: Ideal safety. He's the ideal mode of the safety that we want in the game. A former corner that makes the transition still gives you the cover skills that you want with the physicality that you also need. I'm going to go my X Factor on defense. Michael Kendricks. Ooh, nice. I think Kendricks has to be a factor because when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles' defense, their front line is stellar. Their secondary is pretty good. I think the Patriots have to figure out how to attack their second-level defenders. That means Michael Kendricks is going to have to cover. He's going to have to show up. He and Nigel Bradham, they both have to be big players. Kendricks in space dealing with Deion Lewis, Rex Burkett, James White, how does he hold up when they put him out there in space on the outside? Can he hold his own? Because if he can't, we can going to see that over and over and over again. The pressure is on him and Bradham to hold up. Kendricks is my X factor. Bradham also is a bit of X-Factor,
0: too. Getting inside my brain. I've got a little something more on Kendrick's a little bit later on in the show here. Uh, but right now, it's time for the O-line of the week presented by the Ford F-Series. This is our good buddy Sean O'Hara. Writes a piece every single week on NFL.com. You go to NFL.com slash Ford, and he gives you his offensive line of the week. So this week, didn't have any games last week. We're not going to give it to a Pro Bowl. Uh, no? No. no we're the not. Pro Bowl doesn't count? We're going to go with the best offensive line in the Super Bowl. Kind of a little preview here. Okay. And we both are in agreement on this one the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, the Philadelphia
2: Eagles have committed a lot of resources to making sure that their offensive line is terrific. They do a great job of moving people off the ball. They can run it. You talk about a 3rd rank running game, but their passing game is also tremendous, and they can score at will. A lot of that is due to their offensive line's ability to control the trenches.
0: Yeah, you look at their ability to run the ball, the athleticism. Look at Elaine Johnson, be able to pull, get outside, get up to that second and third level. Uh, that's what you love. Kelsey, the most mobile center in the league, in my yes. opinion, especially on poles. He does some unique stuff there. Uh, and then when you get to the pass game, I think you got to give Vitae a little credit there at left tackle, filling in for Peters, some struggles early on. He's gotten more comfortable. He's been excellent. He's held up just fine. So I think run and pass, I give an edge there to the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, you want to play a little game called Most Likely?
2: Well, I like that.
0: A little game we call most likely. Just going to go over some different scenarios and say what's most likely to happen. You ready? All right, let's do it. All right, first one, starting off a little bit of a negative tone here. Uh, yeah. Negative Nancy. That's right. Let's let's put a positive spin on it. Uh, most likely to turn the ball over first. Uh, what is the positive spin? I'm working on that, but go ahead. Okay, how about
2: Jay Ajay, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles? We saw him get a little nervous early in the postseason in the division round, put the ball on the ground early with a hit. He could be prone to lay it on the ground. If I'm going to bank on a guy to turn it over, I'm going to say Jay Ajayi just because he's a little loose with the football, a little
0: loose. All right, all the reasons you said I'm with you, I share the same thing. I'm going to go with Jay Ajayi, but now you want to see me spin it positive here. This is not, we're not saying it's going to happen. Most likely. It might not happen. It could happen. It might, but it might not. Okay. So that's my positive spin. All right, uh, most likely to score first. Now, this is positive. This makes you feel good here. Most likely to score first. Oh, I get to go first? Oh,
2: yeah, go first.
0: I got to go with the Patriots. Uh, look Look at at you. They, they, the, they haven't scored. They don't score first. In the, the, the Patriots season. are going to come out ready to roll in this game. I think when you look at the nerves in this game, Patriots don't have any nerves. Tom Brady's in this game for the 100th time. So they're going to be settled in a little bit early. I think there'll be an adjustment period for Nick Foles and the Eagles. I think you'll see them find their footing. But I think in terms of scoring first, I'll go with Tom Terrific. Wow. Man. Just going against the odds. I'm Let just saying, go. I think they're gonna I'm going to find some I'm going, I'm going with the
2: Eagles. I believe Doug Peterson and Frank Reich and those guys are going to have a great script for Nick Foles to come out the gate white hot. We've seen teams kind of jump on the pages early, but then they bring them back. I think the Eagles are not an exception. I think they can go right to them. I'm looking first play, first drive. I think they have some explosive plays. I think they find a way to make it happen. Look for them to get up on the board early.
0: So are you just using that old stat about how they haven't got anything going no, in Patriots and Super Bowls? They haven't. This is different.
2: What's different about it?
0: Uh, that's different.
2: I mean, they, they, they haven't been nervous in those other Super Bowls, and they still can't score.
0: Uh, I I feel good about them. Hmm. A little thing in the old gut right here. Oh, okay. Going with All the right. Patriots to score first. All right, here we got next here. Player most likely to have the biggest play. So we're just talking about big play. To me, this guy gets opportunities each and every week. Whether or not he finishes it is the deal. But I'm going to go Torrey Smith. They're going to take some deep shots early to him. They like to stretch you out a little bit. Torrey Smith is their stretch you out guy. Now the hands have been a little inconsistent. You saw him drop one early against Atlanta, but then you saw him cash one in against the, against the uh, no, sorry, against Minnesota mm-hmm. when he cashed one in. So Torrey Smith can give you that home run ability. Man, I hope I hope he's able to finish it, but he's definitely going to get that opportunity to have a big play.
2: Okay, I'm going to go with Rex Burkett. I think Rex Burkett comes in as a guy like he's just getting healthy again. And we saw early in the year they were really, really using him in a in a different and unique way. I think he has an opportunity to be a guy that makes the biggest play. All the attention would be on Deion Lewis, and then it goes to James White. Rex Burkett could kind of sneak in there and maybe pop one for a big gainer on a draw or misdirection play. All
0: oh, right, man. A lot of running backs you got to deal with here with these Patriots. All, all right. Most likely unsung hero. And this is when I teased a little bit earlier, I was going to come back to this. Michael Kendricks. I thought I was going to be alone on that one, and you threw the X factor on him. But he's my unsung hero because he can make a play as a blitzer. He can get a sack, pop the ball out, and coverage, very, very athletic. You've been talking all about these running backs for the Patriots. He can get out and cover them, maybe get his hands on a football. I think if you're looking for a big play, a game-changing play in the Super Bowl, Michael Kendricks is going to be that guy.
2: Wow, I'm going to go on the other side, and I'm going to say Danny Amendola is going to be the big player. If Rob Gronkowski, I think he'll play, but, you know, he's prone to kind of fall out of games. Danny Amendola is the next guy up. He's the guy that kind of becomes the number one option in the passing game when Gronk is out, works the middle, does some of the Julian Edelman things on those option routes. He is a big-time playmaker for them. You don't really see it in the stats, but whenever Tom Brady needs to play in the passing game, they require someone to get beyond the chains. This is the guy that moves the sticks.
0: All right, there you go. Nice plug. Uh, let's go to most likely to have the winning score. And I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say, not only most likely, this player will have the game winning touchdown. Game winner. The game winner in this game. Calling it's gonna shot, be Zach huh? Ertz. Wow. For the Philadelphia Eagles, down in the red zone, making a contested catch to win the ballgame. I'm kind of giving away my pick here. Uh, Who's going to make the game-winning catch? It's going to be Zach Ertz. Watch the physicality. Get down in the red zone. Be able to box somebody out, make a play. Zach Ertz is going to be the most likely to have the winning score. He will have the winning score in this
2: game. Who you got? Does this mean that he gets it in the fourth quarter, or is this a score that is maybe happens in the third quarter and they just hold on?
0: Patriot, Are we saying, Patriot, which Patriots Super Bowls aren't won in the fourth quarter? Oh, I'm just making sure. All, they a, all come down to the fourth quarter, okay. every Patriots Super Bowl. This okay. time they to be Zach on, Ertz. on the wrong side. It was Zach Ertz in the fourth quarter.
2: Oh, okay, well, I'm going to go on the other side because you always say the Patriots come down in the fourth quarter and they find a way to win it. How about Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks on a double move.
0: Wow. 80-yard
2: bomb. Whoa, hey now. Come on, to seal it off, to finish it. Finish it on, on something spectacular. Brandon Cooks comes over in a trade from the New Orleans Saints. He finds a way to get it done. Then he goes right to Jostens to get sized up for the ring.
0: Oh, there you go. All right. Well, I think we kind of – it's anticlimactic now, but we got to <laughs> pick the game and our score here. Go oh, really? Go ahead, Mr. New England. Uh, got? Oh, Mr. New England, oh, yeah, I'm uh, the Patriots oh, yeah. homer. Yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. I mean I, – You're going to give me a score here? You want to throw a score on that thing? I mean,
2: I don't know. Let's 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 go uh, 28-20.
0: You wanna go twenty eight to twenty? 28 eight You like that one? All right, that's 28-20. fine. I'll go Philadelphia thirty one to twenty eight on the Zach Ertz 30, touchdown. Thirty one points. Thirty one points. You gotta gotta score. You gotta keep scoring. Do not stop. My friendly advice to the Eagles if you get up, don't 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 let off the gas. You all, better all keep gas, putting no up points.
2: All gas, Do no brakes. Do
0: not break. tap the brakes in this game. Uh so you go with the Patriots. I'm going with the Eagles. Man, that would be a pretty big upset though if the Eagles pulled it off. Nick Foles with the confetti falling. Can you imagine?
2: Oh, that would be amazing.
0: Pretty incredible. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the old Super Bowl preview show here. Uh, remember, everybody at home, NFL.com/MTSVideo and NFL Now. You can find all your uh, Move the Six videos there. What about the YouTube channel, Buck? Big fan.
2: I am a big fan. Make sure you give us a thumbs up.
0: Yeah, YouTube.com/NFL. Yeah, give us a thumbs up. We appreciate those. All right. Uh, thanks for checking out Move the Six, presented by the Ford F-Series. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts.